today we are continuing with our uh, three-part sermon series called Three Big Questions. Last week we asked the question, who am I? And this week we asked the question, where do I fit? Almost as significant of a question as who am I? Where do I fit is another one of those questions that oftentimes weigh heavily upon us. Each of us has more than likely at some point in our life struggled with knowing where we fit, with knowing where we really belong. It's probably most familiar to many of us in our teenage years when we're discovering who we are or what we believe we were trying to figure out those things that we're good at and those things that maybe we're not so good at. When we're trying to figure out the kind of person that we want to be. Those formative years can be really challenging for us as we seek to find our place. But the teenage years aren't the only place where we might struggle with a sense of belonging. Last week, we spoke about the fact that we are created to be in community and relationships with other people, that it's not good for any of us to be alone. However, knowing exactly what community or what tribe we belong to isn't always easy. And the church hasn't always done a great job of being a place where outsiders feel comfortable belonging. For example, A.B. Simpson, who is the founder of the Christian and Missionary Alliance Church, was a pastor in a really wealthy Presbyterian church in New York City in the 1880s. He had a heart for working with immigrants, with uh, those who were in poverty, God had placed a call upon him to go and to work with those folks in the city. He wanted to work with the folks who had been marginalized, who felt a sense of neglect that everybody had abandoned them. He wanted to work with the folks who felt hopeless. But the church leadership did much care for his attention to those people especially when they would find Jesus and they would show up to church dressed in rags not looking particularly clean perhaps not smelling very good so the leadership began to complain to A.B. Simpson about these new folks that were coming in and Simpson was ultimately left with a choice Do I stay and continue to work in this church or do I go and work with the people that God has called me to work with? And ultimately, Simpson made the decision that he had to leave. So he resigned his pulpit and he continued to work with those immigrants, the hopeless, the lost, the people who felt all alone in the world. And because of his willingness to work with those people, he went on to eventually found a missions movement 
that has reached over four or seen four million people come to know Jesus Christ all around the world. A.B. Simpson was a man who understood his calling, but unfortunately he worked in a church that did not understand theirs. He worked in a church that cared more about appearances, that cared more about what people look like, that cared more about how people fit in, that cared more about the building than the people that could be reached. And because he was faithful to step outside of the prescribed way of doing things, millions of people came to know Jesus since his resignation from that pulpit. Sometimes churches aren't very good about being the places that people are in desperate need of. Places where they can come and be who they are. Places where they can come and be helped in the midst of their struggle. Places that they can come where they need to find hope, where they need to be introduced to Jesus in a real and powerful way. But churches haven't always done that. Many churches have, no doubt about that. There have been many churches throughout history who have faithfully lived out their call to engage with those who are in need. But many who haven't. Because they cared more about their buildings, their money, their programs, their reputation. Or holding on to an appearance of holiness without ever really understanding what true holiness is. People need a place where they belong. They need a place where they feel like they fit. They need a place where they feel like there's hope. That things don't always have to be as they are. I'm convinced that one of the most unmet needs that many people face in their their day-to-day lives is the desire to be a part of a community where they're just fully known, where they can come and be open, be vulnerable. But it's hard to find those spaces. It's hard to find that fit. And we see examples of this need everywhere we look in our culture. It doesn't take much to look around and see the desperation in people's lives. To see the hopelessness, the frustration, the bitterness, the anger that often accompanies the difficulties that we face in life. As I was thinking about this, I was reminded of the sitcom Cheers. I don't know if any of you are particularly familiar with Cheers, but they had a theme song um, that's oftentimes very, very recognizable. And I'm not going to sing because that would be horrific for everybody here and everybody watching. I'm not going to sing. But I just want to read these lyrics of this theme song to you because I think it really accurately reflects who we are as human beings and our desire to be known. goes like this. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. 
and they're always glad you came. And you want to be where you can see our troubles are all the same. You want to be where everybody knows your name. Man, that, I don't know about you, but that resonates with me. I want to be known. I want to go to places and be part of a community that just, that knows, that gets it, that understands, that allows me to be me. I found so few of those in my life. So few of those places where I've been able to go and people, they just, they get it. And I have that space to be Jeremy. Or I suppose probably more accurately, Jer Jer, as the family would say. But isn't that true of all of us? I mean, really? We want to be in a, a, a place, we want to be in a community where we just fit. Even if there are differences among us, even if we don't always agree, even if we have differences of opinion about things, we just, we want to fit. We want to belong. It's such a basic human need that we oftentimes overlook. Just that, that desire to feel like we belong and to have that met is such, such an important component about what it means to feel like we're human beings. I think that that's a sentiment that resonates with all of us. And the truth is, we're going to seek out those places where we feel like we belong. I often saw this in campus ministry when I would hang out at our local comic shop. There was a man there who would often travel from different cities to work. And whatever city he went to, he would go to the comic shop or the closest one he could find to find his community because he had things in common with them. He could talk or speak the language. He feel, felt like he, he fit. He felt like that's where he belonged. Whatever city he went to, you could find him in that comic shop. Because they took the time to get to know him, to invite him in. He found it hospitable and open. He didn't have to pretend to be something that he wasn't. He didn't have to pretend to have everything all together. He could just walk in the door and start talking about comics, start talking about board games. It was a place where he felt hope and he felt comfortable. People are going to seek that out because it's a part of who we are as human beings. They're going to seek the places where they fit and where they belong, whether it's a comic book shop, whether it's a church, whether it's a bar, whether it's a park, whether it's a whatever it happens to be. People are going to go to the places where they feel like they can fit and they belong. It's just going to be that way. And as I said a little bit ago, churches haven't always been the best at figuring out how to be that place for folks in their community. 
oftentimes putting up arbitrary rules in place uh, to keep out unwanted or undesirable people. It can be really hard to feel like you fit or belong in a church where you don't look like, sound like, or believe exactly what everyone else does. And they go out of their way to make sure that you know you don't act like, look like, sound like, or believe what everybody else does. I know personally, one of my great struggles in life as it relates to the church is that theologically speaking, I'm often way too liberal for a lot of conservative churches. But I'm also way, way too conservative for a lot of liberal churches. Theologically, I'm sort of a nomad that doesn't often fit into places. And that often can make it challenging to figure out how to sort of minister to people in a way that isn't overly problematic or offensive. And so I have found that a lot of the best ministry for me oftentimes comes one-on-one or in small groups where we can have conversations and hash things out and work through things. But it can be really hard when you try to ingratiate yourself into a place but you don't feel like you fit you don't feel like you belong and maybe your issue or somebody's issue isn't about theology maybe it's political maybe it's about the way that you dress Uh, I would like to just maybe an aside real quick that I didn't plan if given the choice I'd probably stand up here every Sunday morning in a t-shirt my cargo shorts and my flip flops Um, if I was allowed to that's just how I tend to feel most comfortable Um, but understanding also that that's not necessarily the right thing to do in this particular context. And you see, when we create contexts or environments where people feel uncomfortable because of something, it's really hard for them to want to be included, to want to try to fit in. Now, I say all of this because I want to I make it clear that we all long to fit. We all long to belong. But we haven't always done a great job as the church helping people find that fit and that sense of belonging. And so we ask the question, where do I fit? But just as important to that question for each of us as the body of Christ is, 
how do I help others fit? How do I help others find that sense of belonging? And I think that that starts first and foremost with us understanding that we fit every human being. We fit with Jesus. It doesn't matter where you have been or what you have done. It doesn't matter what sins you have committed or how unloved you might feel. It doesn't matter how far you have strayed. You fit with Jesus. No matter what others might think of you or how they have looked down upon you, I promise you this. You fit with Jesus. Everybody fits, belongs, was created to be with Jesus. We see this demonstrated, I think, when Jesus calls Matthew in Matthew chapter 5, verses 9 through 13. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him, and Matthew got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. You see, Matthew was a tax collector, which means in Jesus' day, there was probably nobody more hated despised and looked down upon by the Jewish people than a Jewish tax collector working for the Roman government. He would be hated by his own people and cast aside as unlovable because of his position as a tax collector. Can you imagine that? Hated despised by your own people because of your job. Hated and despised. Seen as someone who betrayed his people. Could you imagine the weight of carrying that around? What that must feel like. I have to imagine, and we don't get a lot of detail here, but I have to imagine that had to have been a painful thing that Matthew carried around with him the weight of being despised, probably by his own family. Wondering, where in the world do I fit? Where in the world do I belong? And Jesus shows up out of nowhere, and he invites Matthew to follow him. And Matthew does. In that moment, 
Matthew found his belonging, his place. He found where he fit, and it was with Jesus. And that same call to follow Jesus is upon each and every one of us in this building, watching at home, and all across the world. That same call to follow Jesus, that call to follow him and, and, and to fit. To follow him and find your place of belonging. To follow him and find your family, your community, your tribe. And that call to follow, it was about obedience for sure. It was about learning what it meant to be obedient and to trust Jesus, but it also meant that he had a home. That he had belonging. That that human need of belonging was met. I like to show a short video. It's about two and a half, three minutes. Uh, from a series called The Chosen. If you're not watching The Chosen, I would like to invite you to go and watch The Chosen. Um, it's this great um, series about Jesus and his disciples and probably the best depiction of, of Jesus that I think that I have, have ever witnessed. Um, and so I would like to invite you, if you're not watching The Chosen, it's probably a really great thing and I think would encourage you and help build up your faith. But the scene that we're going to watch is actually Jesus calling Matthew. And I invite you to see, and maybe put yourself in Matthew's shoes, to think about what it must have felt like to be alienated in the way that he was. And what it must have felt like to have somebody invite him to belong to fit. Let's take a few minutes and watch this. We live in the same world, Matthew. Next. Besides, what else are you going to do with a mind like yours? Matthew. Matthew, son of Alphaeus. Yes. Follow me. Me? <laughs> yes, you. want me to join you? Keep moving, street preacher. Do you have any idea what this guy's done? Do you know him? Yes. Listen, I said to you. What are you doing? Where do you think you're going? Guys, let me go. lost your mind you have money quintus protects you no jew lives as good as you you're gonna throw it all away yes 
didn't get it when I chose you either. This is different. I'm not a tax collector. Get used to different. Glad we passed by your booth today, Matthew. Shall we? We have a celebration to prepare for. You will regret this, Matthew. What's the tablet for? Grab it without thinking. You can put it back. No, I'll keep it. You may yet find use for it. Where are we going? A dinner party. I'm not welcome at dinner parties. Well, that's not going to be a problem tonight. You're the host. Hey, it's Dallas and the creator of The Chosen. And yes, season one. Get used to different. It's what we have to do when we answer the call to Jesus, isn't it? To get used to different. Despite Peter's protests in the video, Jesus calls Matthew to follow. Like he calls all of us to follow. Jesus himself says that he comes to heal the sick. Or to call the sick. And he's he's here for the sinners, not the righteous. And yet far too often, we find ourselves asking the same questions as the Pharisees, wondering wondering why God would associate with those people. Those people over there. Instead of acting like Jesus does and invest in the lives of people who are sinners and on the outskirts of our communities. Everyone fits with Jesus. The sinner, the tax collector, the adulterer, the woman married five times, the leper, the demon possessed, the paralytic, the children, the fishermen, those who are broken, those who mourn, those that are poor, those who are meek, the unassuming, the hopeless, the dead. The women, the men, the tired, the weary, those who doubt, those who are in the midst of the storm, those who are blind, and those who are desperate for a new path. Everyone, everyone fits with Jesus. And a community that claims to follow Jesus should reflect that kind of welcome. The kind of openness and hospitality that Jesus expresses. Because truthfully, Jesus is still calling sinners to himself. And if we can't be the kind of place that people can find him, then we have missed the mark on what it truly means to be a disciple. Our church, our community, should be a place where people from all walks of life should be able to come and find their fit, find their sense of belonging. A place where they can find hope and life and love. A place where they can meet Jesus and have their lives flipped upside down. A place where they can meet Jesus and learn what it means to follow him. And we need to be a place where people are equipped and encouraged to use their gifts to help others find that place where they fit. To find that place where they belong. We need to be a church, not where sin is accepted, but where people are loved. 
where all can come and be introduced and where all can come to find that place where they belong so that Jesus can be at work in their lives to transform them. So that Jesus can be at work in their lives to make them new creations. So that Jesus can be at work in their lives and help them to become who they were fully created to be, to help them to become holy. If they don't find their place, if they don't find their belonging here or in other churches in our community, they will find it. People are not going to stop searching for where they fit. For people, community is its a part of who they are. Now, we certainly can't be all things to all people. No person can be that. No body or organization can be that. No church can be all things to all people. But we can be a place where people find a sense of belonging, a place where they find that fit. And each one of us has a responsibility to create the kind of place where the Matthews of the world can find their sense of belonging. A place where people can come and be known. Which brings me to our take-home point this morning. Our take-home point is this. You fit with Jesus. So does everybody else. And our action point this week Look for opportunities to serve those that others may look down on. I know that seems challenging, to say the least. But if we want to be the kind of follower that we're called to, if we want to be the kind of church that we are called to by Jesus then we need to look for those opportunities to serve others that others look down upon. In our church, we've got a lot of different opportunities to be able to do that. We've got God's Choice, which meets on Monday nights. We have Embrace Grace and the Bloom Boutique that reaches out to single pregnant moms in our neighborhood. We have opportunities through our church that you can do this, this very thing. We also have a number of different organizations in our community who reach out to different people groups that are struggling with fit, with belonging, who are in need of help. I recently just saw that Haven, who works with victims of, of violence, are looking for folks to volunteer with them. There are opportunities out there in our community to reach out to others, to love others, to help them find their sense of fit and belonging. And I'd like to encourage you to find your way of stepping into that. In a few minutes, we're going to share in communion together. God's table is the place where we gather together to celebrate and to remember what Jesus has done for us. It's the place where we celebrate our belonging in the kingdom of God. It's the place where we share the bread and the cup the place where no person stands above anyone else. It's the place 
where all who are in Christ Jesus belong. It's an invitation to proclaim the gospel to one another and to the world. To proclaim that everyone fits with Jesus. Would you pray with me? Father, we come before you this morning understanding that the world we live in is challenging and difficult and it's hard to find our place in it. Lord, we pray that you would help us to remember that our fit, our place, our belonging first and foremost is with you. And then from there, our belonging is with one another. Help us to live into that truth, into that reality. Help us at the end of the day, Lord, to be open, to be hospitable, just like Jesus. We pray these things in and through the name of Jesus, who is our Lord. Amen.